that's not that's not I'm for practice. Going to leave all that I I have final I have final cut. You have final posting. I can edit it. I can edit it. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, um, uh, before we get into it, can you talk to me about SNL? Um, uh, that, that can be our lead-in. I can't use that. That story can't go on the thing. <laughs> uh, listeners, you missed out on a pretty great story. This is the, uh, <laughs> the episode? No, no. Yeah. Tell me about SNL. Or is that uh, just, it's good. Can that just be part of the show now? <laughs> the SNL recap? Yeah. Uh, assuming we've both seen it by then. Yeah, we could do a little bit at the top. Fantastic. All right. Well, I think that's our <laughs> intro. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Twin Peeps. Yeah. Um... You're going to cut out that story I told you, right? Maybe. I'm, if it's in there, I'm not putting it up. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Uh, what do you mean yeah, we'll see? This isn't Twin a, Peeps. This sure, isn't, we talk about Twin Peaks. You can't negotiate My this. My name's Kyle. <laughs> okay. I'm Michael. Host Mike. Uh, yeah, we talk about Twin Peaks. Um, we watched a, a real uh, heck of an episode. One of the, yeah, one of the pillar episodes of the series. Yeah, I can tell. Um, really very, uh, what am I, uh, very much a, uh, oh my God, soap opera. The uh, barn burner. Yeah, soap opera type episode. Anyways, let's get into it. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, you know what? I'm such a bad host. I realized I don't even have my list of the different topics we do. Um, I've got it here. Uh, great. But to start off, we gotta we gotta summarize this. You know, attempt to please. In the meantime, I'm gonna pull my own list. All right. So, uh, the short summary: Mike recaps the plan and screens the guests. Harold is dead. Maddie says goodbye to the Palmers. Harold was a lonely francophone. Mike and Shelley hunt for Leo's new shoes. Audrey confronts Ben and Prudence or Audrey confronts Ben about Prudence and Jack. Shelley tenders her resignation. Norma meets the new and improved Nadine. Bobby shakes down Leo and breaks his boots. Coop reads the diary and Audrey connects the dots. Ben gets arrested. Sarah Palmer crawls downstairs. The log lady sees owls in the roadhouse. Tajamura reveals his true identity. Sarah sees white horses while Leland adjusts his tie. Donna and James talk Harold Smith. It's happening again. Bob murders Maddie. The music resumes, and the gifted no. Yeah. The gifted yeah. no. Yeah. What's that? It's so. I, well, we can get into it, but um, it's basically the uh, the main characters that we know all kind of basically communally sensing that something has happened. Oh, check. Yeah, yeah. that's a. Yeah, let's talk about the ending. I that was amazing ending. Yeah. Well, should we? We should do our bits first. Yeah, let's do our bits. We yeah. actually let's just talk about Saturday Night Live right now. We're gonna talk about Saturday Night Live. Um, also, I haven't even seen the episode. I just want you to tell me what you oh thought about God. it. <laughs> hey, we're gonna have this conversation anyways. Sure. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll keep it brief since you haven't seen it. But it was a good episode. It's better than last week. Amy Schumer hosted. Uh, yeah, there weren't many, uh, weren't many skits that she didn't do great on. Um, like she was pretty fine throughout. Um, yeah, some of them weren't as <laughs> as good as others, and I'll be curious to get your reaction as to which ones those are. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. All, all in all, definitely it markedly improved over last week's. Are they, um, it's like Colin Jost and Michael Che still like in sketches and stuff. It uh, seemed like they started doing that towards the end of last season. Them being in sketches? Yeah. Cause Michael Che was in some, uh, sketches last week. Huh. Um, maybe if the characters call for it, they'll do it. Yeah. I'm saying, did they, were they in any no, sketches? No, they weren't. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They just did update. Yeah. Okay, well, cool. Yeah. I should I should watch it. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I so, I, I love that sound. It's a great show. Yeah, they um, <laughs> there was a pretty uh, pretty good part in Weekend Update that I won't spoil. But oh, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I, I I might just end up watching just Weekend Update. Anyways, let's get into it. You should watch the whole episode, man. I'm I'm not going to watch the whole episode of SNL unless I do it like Sunday morning. It's not going to happen. Uh, it's Sunday afternoon. Yeah, we're doing this. 
I, afterwards, man. Okay, maybe. Anyways, let's <laughs> let's start it up. You have like twelve hours. Yeah, I also don't even have work tomorrow. So yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Weirdest character. Weirdest character. What do you got? Uh, hmm. Um. I think I'm gonna have to go with Killer Bob. Ooh. Yeah. He's, he's pretty weird. Pretty weird. Pretty um, weird. The scene of him apparently I don't know if I don't know if uh Maddie gets murdered. Um is she dead? Uh is it, th- are we not supposed to know? Well, I think it's pretty clear that she's dead. Yeah. I don't really uh, know how he killed her that though. Uh well he beat the hell out of her face. Yeah. Smashed it into a wall. No, oh, yeah, there's the wall. Check. Okay. Uh, um. Anyway, so uh, but yeah, we really see uh more. I mean, still, we still don't know anything about his character, but we just see him inhabiting uh uh Leland. Um. Yeah. Through the, it's revealed to the viewer through the mirror, as well as him, <laughs> them trading places a lot. Right. Um, but yeah, so anyways, we have our whole, uh, yeah, you were talking last week about like the developing mythology of the show and yeah, I mean, that's totally it. The fact that it's this person who possesses people just like Mike. Right. Um, which is, uh, I don't know. It's confusing. (laughs) Um, but I, uh, crazy, uh, weird character. Um, his wild hair and. Yeah, uh, I mean, he doesn't say much, but, you know, he's screaming and holding Maddie. Right, right. I don't Sorry. know. You, yeah, I didn't, I don't think there's a really strong, like, super weird character in this episode. Um, we, aren't, we aren't really introduced to anyone new. Right, and a lot of the weirdness comes from uh, the events and the circumstances, not necessarily the characters themselves. Yeah, so I think it's a... Um, I I'm I'm not I'm unhappy with that choice, but I I don't know what else to go with. Yeah, yeah. My I I was kind of grasping at straws similarly, um, but uh, in my effort to try and wean myself off of uh, the supernatural characters for these categories, I went with uh, Tajamura, who's now finally revealed to be Catherine. Oh my gosh! What a scene. Um, <laughs> Okay, so yeah, this was I I went through the shock not but an hour ago. <laughs> um Yeah, very, I only watched it maybe at like twelve thirty. So Yeah. Terrible reveal. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. of her like flirting with him. No, uh, well, yeah. Well, first she like starts making out with him, right? And then she starts flirting kind of yeah. retroactively. Yeah, um, so that was super weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the fact that it's Catherine Martel, I'm, I think I'm happy with what they did. I, I couldn't have thought of a single way to, for it to make sense to have this terribly, uh, obviously not an Asian man <laughs> being played by a woman. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it turned out to be Catherine Martel actually makes sense. So props to them for making something that actually makes sense. You know, trying to make some complex business deal um, of her being secretly alive. I like right. that. I was a fan. Yeah, it's it's still not great that she is portraying a different race from her own. <laughs> but uh, you, you know what? I I had like a second where I was thinking of I don't know, is it yellow face or whatever? But I was like, you know what? No, it's fine. It, that isn't offensive. It's not like <laughs> it's not like they're doing this crazy stereotype. Um, <laughs> it's a little stereotypey, but right. It's, it's not, also kind of not our place to determine what is like oh, okay. <laughs> generally offensive or not. Yeah, I know, but I'm still a human being who can gauge if I think something offensive. Like I'm just saying, it on didn't, behalf of others. I'm not saying on behalf of other people. I'm just saying I didn't <laughs> think it was offensive. Right, as a non-Asian man. 
Yeah, I can still identify racist Asian shit, though. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. We'll have to we'll have to get in someone and ask. Uh, do I have any Asian friends that watch Twin Peaks? <laughs> I, I don't know. I have, a, uh, I have a ton of white friends that watch Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I have quite a lot of Asian friends. I don't think any of them are interested in Twin Peaks. <laughs> so Mike Yao is not going to watch Twin Peaks at any point? Uh, I might be able to convince him too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe he would. He's, yeah. he's he's my friend with the most free time on his hands, so <laughs> he has a good chance of agreeing to that. Sure. Wait, I don't... Okay, let's not get into the PC police discussion, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to challenge you on this later. Uh, <sighs> Fine. Anyways. Um, I mean, but, it could definitely have been worse. I'm just saying it's a little iffy. As yeah. My taste. But I... I assumed that it was an Asian lady portraying an Asian man. They did a good job. It, Ooh. it didn't. It didn't look like a man, but right. uh, she looked Asian at least. Mm. So they they did yellow face well. That's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> How about this? I'll say as a man, I wasn't offended that she was dressed up as a man. Uh. Uh, all right. Let's am go on to the weirdest scene. Am I allowed to speak about that? <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, man. I it's think like, people... it's like white face. White face isn't really a thing, you know? Dressing up like a man is a thing, though. No, as in, like, white face isn't a thing that people really are allowed to get uh, offended by. Yeah. Because I think it's, people, it's, yeah. Uh, they're, they're punching up with their satire. Yeah, Similarly. You, you know what? We, yeah. Let's just not get into this. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, so was, that's what I was saying. Weirdest scene. <laughs> Weirdest scene. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. What do you have for yours? Uh, it's, <laughs> again, it was kind of tough, uh, but I, I went with Maddie's murder scene. Um, hmm. Yeah, I can see that. It's, it's super weird. It's very weird. It it does backtrack on my whole like trying not to delve into the supernatural elements for the weirdest stuff. But yeah. just how how it plays out, how long it lasts, mm-hmm. and just Bob being Bob <laughs> throughout yeah. all of it. It's it, I couldn't find really a more weird contender. Yeah, it's also just really difficult to understand what's happening in that scene. Yeah. It's like, um, I guess it's like frenzied, which is, you know, a cool artistic uh, decision. But I was right. very confused. And like slowing down both the tape and the audio so that everything is like really. Yeah. Drawn out sometimes. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like intercutting shots between Leland with Maddie and Bob with Maddie. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Super strange. Um, I'll yeah. I think we already kind of talked about it. I want to go uh, with mine then, which is the scene of Ed and Nadine at the uh, double R. <laughs> is the yeah. R R or the double R? Uh, you can say it both ways. Um, double R is probably yeah at uh, the double R. Yeah, um, you, you hear it both ways. It's fine. I, yeah, I think I hear it both ways. Um, yeah. Which makes me unsure of its name every time I think about it. Um, <laughs> Just don't Anyways. confuse it with the roadhouse. The roadhouse is always and only the roadhouse. Check. Um, starring Ronda Rousey. Yes. Um, but yeah, that scene with Ed and Nadine, and it follows um, what I thought was a really good scene of uh, Shelly quitting. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe we'll talk about that in favorite scene. I don't know. But if we Ooh. don't, let's make a point to talk about it later. Cause yeah, it's no, good. It, it's a good scene. Yeah, um, uh, but the the weirdest scene for me was uh, right after that when uh, Ed, and, Ed and Nadine come in, and Nadine's doing her terrible, uh, like, thinks she's in high school thing. Yeah. So soap opery. 
Right. Um, I, the whole time I was watching the scene, I was just really wanted it to end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't that it was like badly done. I just don't like it. It's sure. It's like a, I think it's a dumb plot. Cause like, it's not, if Ed was like freaking out about it and it was a big deal to him, then I think I'd be interested in it. But yeah. Ed, Ed is like really cool about it. He's like, oh, we'll just make her feel comfortable. Like, so he, there's moments where he's very scared. Right. But in general, it's mostly him being like, well, let's just play along. And well, he seems bored, honestly. Yeah. Well, because like Dr. I think I can explain that though. Um, so to start off, like with the whole, this whole psychotic episode for Nadine, not this episode of the show, but you know, this whole thing that she's going through now where she believes she's in high school. Um, in order to counteract that or in order to help that, we have to remember that Dr. Hayward did say that the best thing that we can do or that he can do for her is just playing along. How is, how is Dr. Hayward both like a general practitioner, a family doctor, the morgue guy, and also a psychiatrist now? I don't think he's actually a psychiatrist. Then they, why is he advising her on this? I think that's terrible uh, advice. I don't know. Okay. Um, but that's from the perspective of Ed, he has a doctor's, basically a doctor's note telling him to do this. Um, but it's also, he's used to Nadine being psychologically unstable. Yeah. And this is just kind of a continuation of that. Um, so yeah, it's not so foreign to him. I would imagine that he's very used to dealing with her and kind of placating her in various ways. This just happens to be a more extreme way than he's used to, but he's still used to doing it. Yeah. I don't know. I just was very uncomfortable during the scene. Sure. Um, And then she smashes the, uh, the class and Mm -hmm. then there's blood everywhere. Yeah. Um, I was, I was like grossed. I was grossed out. Um, she holds her hand up and like looks at it and spins around very slowly. Yeah. It's just really creepy. Yeah. Um, and then she, uh, makes out with him for a bit. Yeah. I, I wrote that down. She said, I'm so happy I could kiss you to death. Mm-hmm. And, oh boy, this is really, really tough. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's, it's one of the parts about season two where, people kind of start to check out from the show. Yeah. I just, it's so weird to me that the writers thought that this was like an interesting path to go down. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not, it's not very good. You just, you're going to have to wait, man. It... <laughs> Are you saying that they do something with it or they well, stop doing it? <laughs> We're, we'll just have to keep, keep powering through. Okay. I, I kind of want to, at this point, because this is a pretty major episode in the series, uh, at this point, I want to get a verbal confirmation from you that you're 100% committed to finishing this series. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm here. Okay, good. Does it get really bad? Well, there are. if that bothered you, there are going to be parts. That are gory, you mean, or that are just bad? That are, uh, that probably will elicit similar feelings. Okay. Of questionable, scenes of questionable taste. Yes. Uh, That doesn't mean the entire show gets to be like that, but there are parts and there are plots. Yeah. Um, I really wish they just would just cut out this subplot entirely. This is why it got canceled after two seasons, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love the guy who plays Ed is so good. He's a yep. great actor. He's pretty great. Um, the scenes that he would do with uh, Norma were so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got him. Ugh, I don't like it. Um, anyways, um, Batter David Lynch. Yeah. Huh. I wasn't sure what to do for this. Um, I definitely double dipped and also just had it the be scene, the murder scene. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Um, the slow motion stuff. Yeah, uh, it was just terrible. <laughs> um, I, well, terrible in what sense? 
just it's it's bad. It doesn't it doesn't like if I'm supposed to be scared, it's not making me scared. Right. Uh, it just seems like they were just trying to do so, try something new. Yeah. I think they took a risk, and I don't think the risk paid off. It was, <laughs> it, was, uh, it it was not a cool effect. Right. Yeah. That I'll I'll give you that. I think yeah. it it was meant to be unsettling in a way. Yeah. Um. It just seemed it just seemed cheesy. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Oh. Also the 90s, though, you know. Question I uh, wrote down during mm-hmm. that scene. Is Leland going to jail? I I kind of forgot. <laughs> Shouldn't he uh, be going to jail? Didn't he kill? Didn't he kill? Uh, what's his face? Oh, let's um, see. So The Canadian guy? Right, the Renault brother. Um, He... He went to trial. I he think went it was to last. Trial. I think it was last week. No, it was like I think it was uh, the week before that. Okay. Um, yeah, because he went to trial. I don't remember if the judge said that he was fit to stand trial or not. Oh, um, okay. Uh, I, yeah, I don't remember. Because um, he seems to be living a totally normal life. Right. Well, he's definitely he's definitely other than, out other than on parole when he um, killed. Huh. Other than, you know, when he killed uh, Maddie. But other than that, it's been a very normal life. He's right. been going to work. Uh, um, no, I, I think it's the evening. Yeah, but last week he was he, he went to work. Oh, yeah, no, he is working. Yeah. Yeah, so he's fine to go to work, but he isn't fit to stand trial? See, what I... Let's see. Oh, no, 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 that's right. Okay, so he was determined that he was able to stand trial... Back in a couple of episodes ago in the stormy police department scene with the judge. So we got that. And then the episode that we're talking about was his parole or not parole hearing. um, uh, What is it? Bail. Bail. Yeah, I guess. Um, Yeah, because it was basically determined whether or not he needed to be held in the jail until... Oh, so he's on, uh, yeah, he's on bail. Yeah, until the trial. But he was allowed to, yeah. yeah, Okay. Okay. Anyways, um, but yeah, that scene was uh, very Lynchian slash bad. Right. Yeah, and it's weird because like the slow-mo effect isn't necessarily something that David Lynch does a lot. I wonder like, if it was his choice. I really, I would love to be in the writers' meetings <laughs> and seeing what stuff here David Lynch is saying now and what stuff he's saying yes. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure some of the stuff he was very against and some of the stuff he was totally for. Right. And I would probably guess wrong for a lot of <laughs> those things. He's He is an enigma, man. So, yeah, I have no Dr. idea Crack. if... This whole Ed and Nadine thing is something that he was pushing for or he was against. <laughs> but it's probably one of the two. He was probably very for it or very against it. Yeah. If you had to guess, what would you think? Mm. Man, I don't, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Just because it, it's a weird, it's a weird setup that they have in season two. Because um, he's getting a lot of pressure from networks and then also like ratings are falling. Yeah. As they're going through and yeah. I mean the show definitely isn't what he wa- what he wants, you know. Right. Um but I wonder what parts he still had control over. I mean, honestly, he probably didn't want the parts that are bad. He was probably fighting against. Um maybe. You know. <laughs> but season 1 he had so much creative control and we love it. So Yeah, it's true. Argument. Yeah. Um it would also explain why he goes hands off for the middle part of season two. Yeah. Too. Um, Anyways. Yeah. Uh, worst police work. Yeah, this is another one. There's not a lot of. Uh, we see some good detective work with uh, Bobby and Mike. Oh my gosh, Mike's back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not capital Mike. Bobby's Mike. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love seeing the boys. Boys back in action. The boys are back in town. Oh, it's great. Oh, uh, 
fantastic. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, but yeah, no real uh, cop stuff. Yeah, like so, Hawk goes to Harold's and all that, and that seems like pretty. It's pretty <laughs> wrapped up, I guess. You know, Harold's dead. Yeah. Killed himself. Um, left a note saying that uh, he's a lonely soul in French. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I could think of was Hawk waiting to go do that until after he finished his coffee. Oh, that was cute. Yeah. That was um, so intentional. But uh, other than that, yeah, there like there's not a lot of active police work, and what little there is, it seems pretty fine. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so much to talk about. Let's just blast through this, and then we can talk about scenes that we need to. Sure. Best um, music cue. Best music cue. A lot of music cues in this yes. episode. Um, yeah. My favorite was when. Um, Maddie was talking to Leland and I'm sorry, what's Laura's mother's name? Sarah. Sarah. Um, and they play uh, that what song weird that? rendition of "It's a, a wonderful, wonderful World." It's such a weird version. I kind of li- I I actually liked it, um, it, but it's a very weird version. Yeah, it it's not like actively bad, but you just really are expecting that uh, symphonic version of it. Yeah, with all I, the strings and everything, it was like it was like more upbeat of a of a of a like of the music. I don't know. It, it's it, it felt it, like it was recorded way later. Um, yeah, yeah. I I would be curious as to when that was pressed because that kind of music styling seems like more indicative of like the '60s, even very outside of the. Uh, ideas of the show it, it seemed very not in line with twin peaks yeah um which is cool i like i like them you know trying trying new things switching it up um there were some other ones too um yeah. but i mean that was my favorite i thought that was i i like that scene sure um, no yeah it's a it's a good scene it also is um it makes the reveal of leland being bob a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. a little more heightened because early on he does seem very sympathetic to Maddie's yeah. needs to leave and all that. So can I just, how long has he been Mike? Bob. Bob. <laughs> Mike is in Philip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I... Uh, I'm not going to tell you um, because that gets talked about later. So, for okay. spoiler purposes, not going to not gonna Okay. How I was thinking about it, because I don't actually understand what's happening. Yeah, and I'm curious to get your, your My take on thoughts it? on it. Yeah. What I assumed was he w- was possessing, um, uh, what's his face? Leland? Uh, um, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He was... Um, he was inhabiting Ben uh, Horn, oh. and Ben killed Laura. Um, you know, while being controlled by him, and then he jumped into Leland, uh, Leland at some point. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, um, well, there is that scene early on when, so Mike inhabiting Philip's body. Uh, yeah. As soon as Ben enters the room, he starts freaking out. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. Actually, wait, hold on. Bad police work. I think we can say bad police work for arresting <laughs> Ben Horn because uh, because Mike starts screaming. Right, right, right. Well, Not really a. Um, also, he's just doesn't he just leave? Is he still in jail at the ben? end? Ben Horn? Yeah. Um, well, so I wanna, I'll clarify something. He's not arrested because of Mike's freaking out. He's arrested because Audrey finds out that, oh, yeah, Ben owns One-Eyed Jacks. Laura worked at One-Eyed Jacks. Ben has had sex with Laura for a long time now. Um, and then Coop, in le- reading Laura's diary, uh 
read something about Ben and sort of he connects like he connects those two dots. Says, oh yeah, Ben must be like affiliated with this somehow. So we're arresting him and we're bringing him in for questioning. Yeah, uh, yeah. I totally misremembered that scene right. <laughs> in, in the episode. Anyways, yeah, but for the viewer, it is kind of meant to for us because we see Ben's face and then it, he enters the room and then it, Mike is like, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we're kind of led to believe that there is a connection there. Yeah. So you're, um, you're not off about that. So yeah, that's my theory for it works. I don't know how changing bodies works in this show. So, right. Um, but well, yeah, that's, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to keep, uh, keep watching. But to answer your other question, Yes, Ben Horn is still in prison at the end of this. Check. Cool. Because they haven't found out that Leland murdered Maddie. They just know that something happened. Yeah. They don't really know what it is. But hey, they yeah, everyone's just did. super, super sad. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we can... T- um... Well, first off, I got to talk about Julie Cruz, my girl. Is that for the ending song? Uh, best Music Cue. Uh... I mean, both of the both of the songs that she plays are pretty great. Yeah. Um, Is she the look, one who did does the theme song? Um, uh, well, the extended version with the lyrics. Yes. Yeah. It, okay. It's always the same person. Okay. Um, and legitimately, the album that she made with pretty much all of the songs from the show is very good. It's a really good dream pop album. It's called Floating Into the Night. And it's called Dream you Pop. Get it places. What? It's called dream pop. That's the genre. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I like it. I actually, eh, you know what? I just don't like it. The song? That dream pop, I guess. I don't know. I'm not Ugh. crazy about it. It's so Ugh. 80s. Well, do you hear, like, are you familiar with a band, like, bands like Dream House and whatnot? Uh, no. Maybe I should. Or not Dream uh, Beach House. No. Mm. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a, I'll, I'll give it a, uh, a shot. Yeah. Um, it, it's but, definitely like a lot of chorus, a lot of reverb, uh, breathy vocals, usually sung by a woman. Yeah. Um, but like that song I was playing at the end, it was yeah. a good moment in the show. I wouldn't ch- choose to listen to that. Sure. I get that. Um, so I'm afraid it might not be for me anyways, but that's your favorite music cue. That was, that last scene was just so good. Oh yeah. It's fantastic. Which uh, we'll get there in a second, but first, should we do favorite character? Yeah. Um, wait, I was going to say one one more thing um, yeah. about that last scene, which I'm sure we'll talk about more. Oh, yeah. Um, but it really, re- with the music like that, it really reminded me of, have you seen Magnolia? No, but I've been meaning to. Yeah, it's a Paul Thomas, Thomas Anderson, Anderson movie. Yeah. Um, and there's this scene in the middle of the movie where this Amy Mann song starts playing and all the characters like sing to it. Hmm. Like it like, like cause it's a big ensemble film of all these different interconnected stories. Sure. And then you see footage of the different characters in their own story, just singing the song. It's really weird. Interesting. Um, yeah, but it really, it, the tone of that seemed really similar. Anyways, um, favorite character. Uh, um, do you have a good contender here as a first time watcher? Uh, I don't know. After you. Uh, so my, uh, Oh wait, hold on. Is it Coop? Huh? Is, oh, it, is Coop? it Coop? I say no. No, he's barely in the episode. Yeah. Um, so for me, I actually put down, I put down Leland Palmer. As yeah. Favorite character. Great choice. Um, Largely for Ray Wise's performance. Um, yeah. Also is, for stuff that we don't know yet this episode, uh, but stuff that will be revealed over the next coming episodes. Interesting. Uh, and how that kind of factors into his performance and his reactions to stuff is. So I'm kind of cheating using my clairvoyance sure. of having seen yeah. it before. But. Yeah, but it's honest. Um, yeah, he had two scenes that really uh, were really good. One, I mean, um, 
that murder scene, which is yep. terrible, but you know, it's he's still, you know, given quite a performance. He acts the shit out of it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 it, he's super creepy about it. There's a bunch of things that are terrible about it, but his performance, not one of them. Yeah. Um, and then the other scene, which I think is even better than that scene, which is, uh, him having the conversation with Maddie of her leaving. Um, and that was just a fantastic scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Ray Wise, super solid choice. So good. Um, uh, my favorite character in this episode, I think I might go with Shelly. Also a solid choice. Um, she's She has two great scenes. The beginning of the episode is really centered around her. Um, yeah. She has, she, we don't really see her in the second half, but she has that scene where she has that fight with Bobby. Mm-hmm. Um, Which or, we, I gotta just mention that they write Bobby and Shelly so well. So well. Oh my God. Like that's, that feels so real. Like, that, like yeah. Uh, Bobby's, uh, oh, sorry. That's when Bobby's saying like, well, we, we have $42 after everything and he's t- trying to be positive about it. Well, and then also, I, she calls him out on this too. He's also he initially frames it as you have forty two dollars after this, yeah, and you're going to be fine. She's like, "What do you mean? You, what do you mean me? I like I thought that was we or something." I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, um, yeah and then he kind of walks back on that, and like that's such a dopey thing that someone would say, you know, in a time of desperation, that he would kind of pawn off this problem mm-hmm. onto this other person, even though he kind of got her into it. Especially after he said, he's already said he loves her. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a kind of flub that normal people make and Bobby's a normal guy. Yeah. That's and it so can totally, and they can totally recover. Um, it just, it's so well written. Um, but yeah, so that scene was really good. Um, one thing that I didn't like in it was, um, uh, Bobby reminding her that he has he, that he's missing class. <laughs> you did not like that. I didn't like it. <laughs> Just like I know that it's very unrealistic that these are a bunch of high school kids, right? But they Calling really attention just shouldn't. To it. They shouldn't call attention to the fact that he's missing class. Yeah, because. If he's missing class now, that means he's probably missing class all the time. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just made me ask a lot of questions, and I think if they didn't mention it, they could get they would have gotten away with it better. Yeah, I, I yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um, but it, it was it was funny though for them to remind <laughs> us that he's a seventeen year old boy at the oldest. And he's, oh, no, he's, he's. I think there are. I think they're seniors. Or they are going into their senior year. Okay, so he's 18 years old, and he has to worry about the comatose husband of his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, It's crazy that a a high school kid is dealing with that problem. It's something that I, and you'll also notice this as we finish out the series, uh, college is just not a thing in Twin Peaks. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no one talks about college prospects. No one gives a shit. <laughs> it was the early '90s. The economy was fantastic. You don't need to go to college, right? Um, yeah, no, uh, I, I get that. Especially since for so much of the season, it's just been these high school kids not being in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Shelly, great character, mm-hmm. uh, great acting, and oh, and we didn't even talk about that quitting scene yet. Yeah. Um, just a great performance of her, you know, rolling some tears. Yeah. Um, Norma being very maternal. Being very maternal. Um, they made some weird choices, like constantly like smiling throughout it, which was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but um, I mean, you could think of that as just like her being reassuring or, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just choices that I wouldn't have. If I was directing, I'd be like, why, why are you doing that? I don't know. Sure. Um, but uh, interesting choices, at least. Um, and I don't know. I was like, I my my heart, was, the cockles of my heart were warmed in that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, but that's not even my favorite scene. Um, we probably have the same favorite scene. I think we do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we already, yeah. And we I'm do. not going to choose a backup this time. 
Yeah, I won't either. It's a really good scene. But that, that final scene of just everyone in the roadhouse, um, the giant shows up and say it's happening again. Yep. Um, uh, then we have the Leland is killer Bob stuff. And that's weird. Um, yep. Um, yeah. Do you consider, do you consider the front half and the back half of that bookend to be the same scene basically? Yeah. 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 Um, um, I think it set it up where he said it's happening again and then the murder happens. And then while it's happening, everyone's reacting to it. Right. Um, yeah, Donna rolls some tears, and yep. James is reassuring. Great performance by James when he's keeping his mouth shut. <laughs> um, yeah, the one thing I I also want to point out here, uh, when Donna and James are talking in the booth, I, I do also like that part of the scene. I know they're not usually, they're kind of both wet blankets of characters at this point, but... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it was cute to start off with. And then when Donna starts singing along to the song to James, I thought it was a little, a little, or like mouths the words to him. Yeah. Um, I thought it was like, a, it's a little cutesy, but I thought it was fine. Yeah. It, but, okay. I mean, the music helped that helped that they helped all this stuff so much. Yeah. The music's really uh, important to it. It also further cements the idea that Julie Cruz is very popular in Twin Peaks. <laughs> Yeah. Like everyone loves Julie Cruz. So you think that she's playing herself? Uh yeah, I, she's she never talks. Um, yeah. And she's never a named character, so I'm just going with her default name. Okay, sure. Um, but yeah, so it, it <laughs> I just love that in this world that is the most popular music. Yep. <laughs> it's I'm I'm happier it's that than like rockabilly music. Sure. Which it totally could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Big, big fan of it. Um, what else is there to talk about? I have, I have some notes. Um, yeah. We also, I think we should mention in the favorite scene though, they might, y'all might also touch on it in your notes, but, um, so yeah, you get the giant, uh, mm-hmm. saying it is happening again. Oh, and the old guy. Yes, exactly. So, once the music resumes and Julie Cruz is up there doing her thing, uh, the old guy is there. And similarly to what happened when Coop first was visited by the giant, the old guy shows up soon after. And he said, time, I'm sorry. What did he, what did he say again? Uh, yeah. It's like, I'm so sorry. Basically. Um, yeah. like consoling Coop, which further complicates what exactly is going on with those two characters. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. Yeah. Um, one more thing um, around that scene. In my notes, when Leland turns into Killer Bob, I believe he says it smells like something's burning. Uh, when Ma- Yeah, when Maddie goes down and says... Yeah. Oh, she says that. Yeah. What is... I'm trying to figure... I'm guessing that I'll... I'll you'll, I'll find out about this later, but it's probably is, is that part of the possession? Maybe. Um, oh. I don't know, but she says it smells like something's burning, which I don't know. Left me with some uh, questions. Yeah. I, I'm you sure know, I'm actually not, you don't even know. I don't remember. Uh, we'll have to watch to see if that does get explained, but I'm pretty sure. I, even if it does get explained, I'm not sure if it's terribly important. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. Other notes that I had. Um, uh, Ben's desk, Benjamin Horn's desk, mm-hmm. has Ben on it in these big blocks. Yeah. And it seems very childish and dumb <laughs> that he would just be like, yep, my yeah. name's Ben. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I get uh, that. Yeah, I that can't was, really explain it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm excited to see what's on that cassette that was in Leo's boot. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what that's about. It's also very surprising that that somehow didn't break after being worn so often. Yeah. Also, the Bobby 
um, breaking the boot with a hammer seemed so awkward. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed very awkward. Sure. I mean, it's not um, an action that we're familiar with. Most yeah. Days, you know. Oh, um, other thing I loved. Um, I think it was right after Ben is accused of killing Laura. Like when the police say that he wants that, he immediately says that he wants to get a sandwich. Yep, it's like I'm going to get a sandwich. And I was just picturing him going back <laughs> with Jerry, and Jerry's got his brie sandwiches with butter. Oh, if only! It, but instead, like, we get a barrage of no's. Yeah. No. Um, no. But no. I like that a lot. It made me hungry for a sandwich. <laughs> Uh, buttered um, baguette with brie. Yeah, oh man, I would totally eat the shit out of that. You should get it. Um, yeah, I don't think I've anything else. Um, um, oh the the agoraphobic dude. What's his name again? Harold. Harold. Um, I'm kind of glad he's out of the picture. That way, I don't have to remember his name anymore. Great. Um, why is the suicide note in French? I don't know. Yeah, I it's it's not explainable or explained. Yeah. I was kind of I don't know. I rolled my eyes. Sure, I'd, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. I don't know. What do you got? Uh, I gotta give some props to Jack Nance whenever he gets uh, more than a few lines in an episode. Yep. But with the Taja Moore reveal, he does that pretty well. Um. Yeah, it didn't really. <laughs> You know, blow my mind, but it was good. No, yeah, I don't know. I just like, uh, I think Jack Nance is charming. You just He's, like Jack Nance. Well, yeah. Is there a problem with that? No, no. Good. T- totally, totally fine. Yeah. He's like, he's appropriately uh, reticent about being kissed by a man for a person his age mm-hmm. and it being the early 90s. Um, yeah, it was yeah. uh didn't quite veer into like super homophobic territory or anything like that. Yeah, um, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure we're gonna see a lot more of Jack Nance next episode. We're uh, now that we know. Yeah, uh, we're gonna Kate get Martell's more Jack back. Nance this season, which is good. Yeah, man, yeah. I I wish Jack could be doing his own thing and not always around Catherine Martell. Yeah, uh, who I'm not super crazy about. Um, but we'll see. We'll um, see. Yeah. Do we have anything else? I, th- I think we hit on everything. This was, I don't know, a lot of stuff happened in this episode, but I don't know if I like this episode a lot. Really? Um, a lot of exposition. Um, there were g- scenes I liked a lot, but I think there were just some things in it that left a sour taste in my mouth. As in like the Nadine scene? The Nadine scene really took a lot out of me. Um, yeah. The... Uh, uh, that murder scene was just very incomprehensible. Um, I don't know. I just felt confused a lot. Yeah, it's. I th- yeah, I, I think it's also meant to kind of reflect the supernatural element that's happening there. Yeah. As far as why it is kind of incomprehensible, as far as what's what's really mm-hmm. going on, because the show hasn't explained itself yet. It hasn't. Um, well, I, I've agreed I'd finish the uh, I'd finish the season, so yeah. you got me on that. Um, I'll also, <laughs> if you're okay, so if you're basing, I think for season two you might have to start adjusting your expectations as far as what episodes you're gonna like and what episodes you're not gonna like. Um, they're not all gonna be exposition heavy ones. But I can pretty much guarantee you there's going to be at least one scene per episode that is going to be a little iffy. Okay. Uh, sorry. That's just how it's going to be. Um, it kind of, until we hit the later episodes of the season when David Lynch comes back and is like, you know what? We're not coming back for a second se- or for a third season. I'm going to wrap this up in the way that I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is it? It's kind of sad, but there's still, 
a lot of people like wholly write off season two as being, you know, just like ridiculous and a, a really huge departure. And there are definitely some parts of it that are departures. Um, but I think there are still redeeming qualities to it. It's not, yeah. it's never going to be as good as season one. Sorry to say, it's just, <laughs> that period of quality of the show is pretty much over at this point. Okay. I can survive. Yeah. Um, but if we go more on, <laughs> I think if we have a significant amount more scenes that are positive than scenes that are negative, that's going to be a good, <laughs> a good metric. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Um, it's these plot heavy episodes are a little bit hard to talk about because it's kind of like, well, the, that was the plot. What yeah. else are we going to elaborate upon? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see more of uh, uh, Pete in the next episode yep. and uh, find out more about this mythology. But I think that's it. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll probably retouch on some of these events in later episodes once things get a little bit more explained. Yeah. Um, and then we can be like, yeah, so back in this episode when Leland mm-hmm. did this or whatever, that's what this means. I'm glad that some things will be explained. That's very good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Um, peep on twinning, everybody. Peep on twinning. Um, should we close with uh, a line that uh, David Lynch has said? Do we have one? Uh, what line? I don't know. Well, Usually. you're you uh, you talked with them, right? Yeah. Did he? Talk about anything in particular? I, well, I'm trying to think of what he talked about. You've heard the clip before privately. Well, I, I wasn't paying super good attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, why are we still doing this bit? Um, <laughs> uh, we'll, I mean, you keep calling David Lynch, you know? Yeah, okay. Um, okay, well, we'll close the episode with David Lynch uh, saying his favorite cast member ever on SNL. I really liked Finesse Mitchell. Oh, good one. All right, bye. (laughs)